Hey everyone, and welcome <laughs> to Practically Zero Waste, a podcast for making zero waste living as practical as possible. Welcome to the kickoff episode for this year's Plastic Free July, and a warm and humble welcome to all of you to this one year anniversary episode of Practically Zero Waste. Yep, that's right, a year. What a year it's been. Today's episode, I sit down with my excellent, eco-minded, vegetarian artist friend, Teresa Godden, and we just have a happy, healthy look over the past year of episodes. We laugh, I cry a bit, we rant and we cheer, and I just want to say how thankful I am to everyone who has given us a listen, a like, subscribe, rating, or review, or even just told someone else about this podcast in the past year. That brings me a lot of joy, and I can't wait to see what the next year brings. Oh, and I should also say this, that there will be another bonus episode where Teresa and I this week answer some of your questions and respond to some challenges you're facing that you've let us know about. Thanks for sending those in. I'm so happy to have you here today, so let's get to it. How are you? Great. So good. We're celebrating. We're celebrating. I'm so excited. (laughs) Tomorrow is the one year anniversary for Practically Zero Waste Podcast. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. It's been a year. (laughs) It's been a year. I'm so blown away that I'm still going. Me too. (laughs) That I had a child (laughs) and that he's seven months old now and I'm still going. What a year to to do this well the thing is you have to like not look ahead and be like i'm gonna do this for a year you're just like yeah try this out and now it's a year later yeah it was (laughs) like i am so interested in this zero waste movement that i have to do something more oop just bonked my mic i have to do something more with it so then i started this thing at the encouragement from my husband because i wouldn't have started something this big without yeah support yeah we like started january 2018 kind of formulating ideas and recording stuff and then yeah july july we were like plastic free july this is gonna be it we'll launch then and never look back Oh, I didn't realize that you had been planning it for that long, too, mm-hmm. which I guess you would, but... Yeah, it was, like, idea stage, brainstorming stage, starting mm-hmm. to talk to people. Yeah, Jess Morales from Baby Steps to Zero Waste was the first person that I interviewed for right. it, other than other than Will. <laughs> he was very patient and recorded two episodes with me before <laughs> I found anybody else to be on the show. Yeah, yeah. But that was awesome. When I first talked to her, that was just so exciting and I feel like I've improved at interviewing so much (laughs) since then but she was so great to talk to yeah that I was gonna bring that up as one of my favorite episodes actually because I get that this is a thing that other people know about and especially moms and stuff but she mentioned elimination communication right I had never heard of that okay cool I just think that's so neat that that is also a zero waste thing but like yeah it's probably been around for a long time and people you know it's just beneficial in so many ways so one of my husband's cousins was living in china for a couple of years and when she was having her kids too and one of the things that they do right from birth is something very similar so you can even hear my child crying in the background yeah something very (laughs) similar and they probably call it elimination communication or some form of that where from the beginning they kind of whistle every time the baby pees or has a bowel movement. Pavlov. Uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so they will help, like, even grandparents and parents, like, everybody is involved in this. Now, I don't imagine having the the mind power, see, I can't even formulate words right now, (laughs) to be able to handle training my child how to pee when I'm 
postpartum and everything's crazy and I'm not getting any sleep. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure the grandparents step in for something like that. Right. But it was so cool. I just learned that that's, that that's a pretty regular thing. That is amazing. So, mm-hmm. okay, break this down for me. Who yes. whistles? The parents. You the whistle parents at the whistle. baby while yeah. they pee. So the whole <laughs> thing with elimination communication is that when you are observing your baby, mm-hmm. you observe when they're going to the bathroom, and that's usually because they're spending diaper-free time on the floor or mm-hmm. in the tub or something like that, and then you make a cue sound every time you watch them do it. Oh. So some people make, like, really gross sounds. I've settled for or... which is really (laughs) weird to sit in front of my kid and do those sounds. I don't know if it's working yet, but I've been doing it with my son, and I put him on a training seat on the toilet. Right. And he goes in the toilet, and then... When you make that sound. Yeah. And then I don't have to scrub as many diapers. I still put them through the wash, my cloth diapers, but I don't have to scrub yeah, them. Yeah, that was crazy. Why, that was why that, Jess Morales started doing it. It was because she didn't want to wash as yeah. many, like, really scrub as yeah. many diapers. I find that so fascinating. It's funny because, like, she said that, elimination communication, and then I was like, oh, okay, she was talking about it. I was like, okay, I get that. I didn't know, like, exactly how it worked. Yeah. And I've never looked it up. But now, like, I had no idea that that's... Because I've heard of baby signing. So I've pictured something along those lines. Okay, them kind of communicating. With you. Yeah. Because they get concepts before they have the physical ability with their mouths to, like, make words and stuff. Yeah. But so with sign, you you can start that communication earlier on. Yeah in developments. Yeah, so this is very similar to that. It's totally similar. And so cool. Right now it's a lot of guesswork and pretty much instead of when I think he has to go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. it's just anytime I was going to change his diaper anyway, mm-hmm. I hold him over mm-hmm. the toilet and he has now started to, when he has to have a bowel movement, he actually just goes in the toilet, which is just really cool. That's amazing. Yeah, I've had yeah. to scrub like Maybe five diapers in the past week and a half. Wow. It's great. I don't yeah. know if he's just also eating solid foods now. He's going to love it in like 17 years when he finds the, the archives <laughs> of this podcast and being like, Mom, what are you doing? Why are you talking about my poo? Why did you growl at me? <laughs> <laughs> well, because then you were potty trained really easily. So there you go, kid. You're welcome. <laughs> he's like, now anytime someone growls, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> back from Asia being like, every time someone whistles, my kid has to pee. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit more common than somebody walking up to you and being like, <laughs> So pick a sound that they will never hear Yeah, other than from you. Yeah, better than like, I don't know, you could think like a slide whistle or something. <laughs> uh, it's great. Oh, it's man. so good. Okay. Anyway, so that was such a cool thing. And that was one of the first conversations I had about yeah. zero waste with somebody else that wasn't yes. my husband. Like, I just was getting all these ideas from the internet and yeah. from Bia Johnson's book, Zero Waste Home. And all of these ideas were yeah. just bubbling up inside of me. And I just had to meet other people who totally. were doing the same thing. Yeah. It's so awesome. Because like you're saying, I look up stuff on the internet all the time. Bia Johnson's like the hero. But 
this was the moment when you connected with some of those people, right? Yeah. And, like, it's hard to, like, talk to people you don't know who are doing like, really awesome things. Yeah. And be like, can I have a phone call with you? Will you be on my podcast? Yeah. And Yeah. So, like, a year's worth of podcasts. 30, this is episode 37, I guess. Or 38, depending on if I find anybody else to interview this week. <laughs> This is our third time getting together. So we talked about eating vegetarian and we also talked about... What else the we about? bag project. Oh, our bag project. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good episode. If I were to name some of my favorite episodes, I really like... And this is so everybody starting here today. Welcome to Practically Zero Waste, a podcast for making zero waste living as practical as possible. And if you've never heard any of the other episodes... Now's the time to hear all the recommendations <laughs> yes. from the people we'll who love the them the most. There you go. Mm-hmm. Anti-consumerism, episode number 10. That Ooh. was one of my favorite conversations, and it was just with Will. And we just yeah. sat and talked about how saving money can be a really easy motivator for people to go low waste and have a lower impact on the planet and consume less and spend less and save more with YNAB. (laughs) That's our budgeting. Okay, right. Yes, budgets. I do that too. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, I remember you saying that that's like a big reason why Will gets on board with this which is great it's that's what I'm learning is like everybody has sort of their thing right yeah that could be the motivating factors and once you find out what it is for yourself yeah that's what you go to when everything turns hard (laughs) yes absolutely that's why this is so great too because you talk to so many different people from so many different realms and some of them are things that you are already passionate about and Mm -hmm. then other ones are things you never thought about but you realize there's people doing different things that all benefit zero waste but there there's so many different reasons or different angles that people come at yeah, it right so many different ways that you can approach living yeah. with less or having a smaller impact on the planet i think it just makes it more and more accessible and relatable to a wider group of people exactly the great thing about this podcast too is that you can talk to so many different people and get so many different perspectives like i'm not mm-hmm. pigeonholed here into we only talk about zero waste from a saving money perspective or from a like ethical animal treatment perspective or something like that like Mm -hmm. yeah anything that relates to it i think that there is a big emphasis on food and growing food and the all of the ins and outs of agriculture Mm -hmm. and um self-sufficiency because all of these topics i'm just like yep put me in the woods and let me survive (laughs) like (laughs) yeah like you know a homestead and a shower and a toilet and you know yeah you know i want to just comforts but yeah no but sustainable yeah living i would just love that so i think definitely one of my favorite episodes was number 22 self-sufficiency with Mm. valentina berlingeri that was such a good chat because just got to see a glimpse of the of the dream for me where she she's her focus is making nutritious truly organic food for her family preserving it year round raising chickens and teaching her kids where food comes from right and having them be part of that and one of the things that i even loved too was that she said her kid didn't like potatoes until she made him grow potatoes in his Mm -hmm. garden 
his little patch of garden. Yeah. And then he loved potatoes because yeah. he grew them. Totally. Like, what a crazy thing. It's so great. It it's makes brilliant. so much sense, though. Like, mm-hmm. you appreciate stuff that you put the work into, right? And then there wouldn't be such a value problem. Like, we don't value the food that we have. No. I was... Yes. Yeah. Like, at a party this summer, and it's really hard to control food waste with children. I think the best mm-hmm. idea for controlling food waste is, is portion control, giving less mm-hmm. at the beginning. But the whole point is that if you knew the amount of resources... If you knew the amount of effort and food and work mm-hmm. it went into growing that cow and mm-hmm. and even processing it and bringing it to your grocery store and packaging it, like all of that stuff. Yeah. Man, we, we pay so little for meat or we pay so little for food in a lot of cases that we yeah. just, we don't value it the way that it should be valued. Right. I think that people don't think that we pay little for food. That's true. Right. I agree. And, and prices have gone up, but everything always goes up in price organic food and stuff like that yeah so expensive and i get it totally but i i heard somewhere that if everyone in the whole chain of producing coffee beans or for your cup of coffee all the work behind the scenes that went into that from growing the beans to everything if everyone was paid fairly and and everything your cup of coffee would cost 25 dollars. so it just kind of it's that whole thing that like we always complain and it's expensive but we buy too much of it and so it's definitely not being valued the way that it should be the number of times that I've poured out the end of a cold coffee or the end of a like cup of tea or something that I just didn't feel like finishing and don't even think about Mm -hmm. the entire chain of events that led to this moment right so that's a lot to like put on people (laughs) never waste any food ever but I mean if you're growing it yourself then you have a taste of how much effort and how much resources and how many times you had to go out there and water the bloody thing like yeah yeah. It's more the awareness piece. I get it. People are busy and I think our work lives nowadays are taking up so much more of our yeah. lives. And, you know, most people are two-income households mm-hmm. and most people need to be in order to live. And, mm-hmm. yeah, we have less and less time to do the chores at home, the groceries, and then also have a life and spend time with your kids and whatever, right? Yeah. So I really feel like almost all of our zero-waste problems come back to that. Like, when it's at that consumer level of yeah. get, creating change, people just don't have time. And mm-hmm. I I get that. Like, oh, I don't yeah. have time We're to... We're living that. That's yeah. why we overbuy with groceries and end up letting things go bad that's why we We don't don't make choices that take just a little bit more time or a little bit more effort like sitting in to have your coffee or making Mm -hmm. it at home instead of getting it in a disposable cup or like learning how to grow food even if it's a potted plant on your balcony or something like that or we just don't have you know uh switching to um cloth produce bags or anything like that like just changing your your systems for shopping and for home and everything even though once you make the change Mm -hmm. a lot of the times it's really no more time Mm -hmm. but the process of making that change it does take time having to seek out those cloth bags or or those diapers or whatever it is Mm -hmm. right yeah so like i feel like this is the ultimate challenge and i don't know what the answer is i don't know either i am bringing this all up but i I, I just i don't want to be harping on people because i i know like that's my challenge too yeah so how have we made changes it's just start small why right like we have a a reason yeah 
Like, I don't know what your reason yeah. is. I, I'm just kind of like, I don't know what my reason is either. I just wanted, I just need to, <laughs> just a, I just need to fix things. I yeah. need to fix this darn problem of consumerism and waste yeah. and garbage. Just unnecessary money being put towards a disposable thing that's not going to last forever. Like, yeah. that's dumb. And I think that most people agree with that. They can agree. And then there's the next step, which is time. I love that. I love that you're vegetarian. I love that you're doing cloth diapers. Oh, if I had the time, I would totally do that too. And sorry if that sounds too familiar to anyone listening as something that you may have recently said. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. hard. It is hard. So I think just maybe just acknowledging that is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, We get it. We haven't mastered it all either. No, not at all. Start start small, like start tiny. Start with like any one thing that you've heard of that might be achievable for you to actually do like this week. Get a beautiful reusable coffee cup that you've seen and yeah. then just make that your daily habit instead of <gasps> oh, whatever you know like I love that that would make a huge difference for people i saw some thing going around on instagram that was talking about how mcdonald's has changed their mcflurry packaging and so oh. they no longer have a plastic lid for their mcflurries so they still have a plastic spoon but it's this carton type container kind of like milk carton material and it has like a fold down top just based on the picture just didn't even read the article that's all i've got for you people but the amount of (laughs) packaging that has been reduced or the amount of plastic waste and garbage that has been reduced because they no longer do that in the uk mcdonald's is like 480 metric tons of garbage what isn't that crazy it's insane one one change, piece. one change from one item. It's not even the whole packaging for the item. It's yeah. like one of the three packaging pieces for yeah. one item for one fast food chain. And they've reduced that much garbage. Yeah. So if it's McDonald's great. can yeah. do it, please. Like one, yeah. Like one everybody thing. can do it if McDonald's yeah. can do it. Exactly. That's my thought. <laughs> well, okay. So I have to. Thank you, too, and just acknowledge because <laughs> when we met, it was this about your attitude that you changed my life you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) no but you said something to me because i was like well we met up because we were both inspired to do stuff together like projects finally found someone who will work on something with me who just wants to do stuff so like i had some ideas and i was like but you know i'm I'm gonna do them sometime but there's so many things i haven't figured out yet i'm not doing zero waste very well in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. like so you you know, I gotta wait till I can be better at it. And yeah. you were like, no. <laughs> you were like, that's why you should do it now. Yeah. And you were like, that makes you more relatable, not less. Aww, and that just like nice. totally flipped my nice perspective. Thing. Yeah, you did. Good, <laughs> but cool. it, I love it because it just gives so much more confidence that yeah. like you don't have to worry about people like judging you because you don't do this or that yet but just like share the good stuff that you have found share what you are doing because like that might be somebody else's challenge Mm -hmm. and that's like the open sort of attitude that you have with everyone on here and it's so awesome because yeah so many people are I've heard them like oh well I'm not really a zero waste person like I do this one aspect or whatever for this Mm -hmm. other reason but Mm -hmm. you're like it's all great it's all that's something that we talked about a lot too is just been able to clarify 
pretty much every episode that zero waste is the goal, but mm-hmm. it's not necessarily your daily outcome. Yeah. And that's still good. It has to be good enough because there's no way, if, you, if it was impossible for you to produce zero waste, which it is, per day, mm-hmm. then most people would say, well, that's enough of a reason for me to just not bother Yes. Reducing my waste at all. Exactly. If I can't be perfect, then I, yeah. I won't do it at all. But that yeah. is the wrong attitude, and we just need millions of people yeah. reducing single-use garbage. Stuff. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Every single day. Yeah. Think of the dramatic, like, oh, just the just <laughs> the, the McDonald's McFlurry tops is yes. just such a great example of they're not reducing all their garbage. They're reducing one piece of garbage, and it has already had... A significant impact. And that's yes. just in the UK. They're not even yeah. doing that in the States yet or in Canada. Once they do that, it'd be great. Yeah. And not only that aspect of the story, but the other aspect is what made that change happen? What sparked it? Saw we, other we all posts, did. Yeah. And the, the fact that like zero us. waste is a thing now and yeah. that people are, it's, this is grassroots. And so companies are starting, just starting mm-hmm. to buy in yeah. and tip the scales. Remember that you said your, that 10%? Yes, the 10%. This is it. This is the tipping point. Yeah. I love Mc- that. McDonald's is friggin' making a change. Yeah. McDonald's cares about the planet. Yeah. And so okay, sure. it, it might seem like insignificant that it is only one piece of packaging on their whole thing, but this is the start. Mm-hmm. And if companies start and we are supporting it and mm-hmm. we are all doing our little, like one little change that we can manage to do. Yeah. Everybody collectively doing that is going to shift everything yeah. so that eventually, eventually, (laughs) all the stores are going to go full circle loop packaging and like... Yeah, the loop store. That was another awesome episode. I thought that was so cool. And I know that's So inspiring. Yeah. Like, Like, these solutions on their own are totally perfect. But that one's a really, really good one. (laughs) Yes. It's amazing. Yeah. Because it's like next level the fact that a company that has the financial backing too like i didn't mm-hmm. even realize it was TerraCycle behind it so they've been in existence for a long time they've been yep. successful now they clearly have the money to take it into the next level they're taking it to the huge level that of zero waste people are always like oh, i i could do I this could and do that this. but where can i get ice cream or yeah. olive oil or all you know liquids yeah. like all that stuff it's so vinegar. hard yeah. Yes. I heard you mention that. Oh, did I in yeah. the episode? I couldn't yeah. remember if I just emailed him afterwards. The other no, thing was did. I emailed him was toilet paper. I was like, just send I me thought of that toilet too. paper. That's big, not shrink wrapped in plastic. Just do it a big zip up tote bag. I can I can yes. just Yeah, that'd be great. Without the cardboard tube is the other thing that I mentioned. I was just like oh, just, right. just make it without. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It was a thing. Sorry, I keep pointing at you, but I'm just really excited. <laughs> Getting really aggressive here. <laughs> <laughs> the years ago, I saw some commercial during the Olympics was one of the only times I watched TV, but they were advertising some toilet paper company was just like, oh, no, we have tubeless toilet paper. And I was like, that's what? what I want. And I've never seen it since. So maybe people weren't wow. into it, but they should be. Because oh, that's bringing one less, it back. Yeah, one less piece of garbage. <laughs> yeah. I know you can recycle cardboard, but what if you didn't even have to recycle cardboard? Yeah. What if it just didn't come into your home in the first place? Exactly. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it I all comes it was... back to elimination. <laughs> yes, yeah, elimination communication. No. Uh, it's really warmed my 
back room here where we are right now and I thought about calling this podcast episode it's really hot under this blanket because very often that's how I record my intro outro things is under a blanket so that the sound is really muffled oh and good <laughs> but it's really hot oh. in this back room right now <laughs> where's our blanket <laughs> well we could have made a pillow fort that would have been fun yes yeah that's what best friends do when they hang out yeah. they make pillow forts <laughs> Yeah, uh, we'll have to do it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Some of the like kind of bigger names that I was really excited to talk to was Tony DeRosier from Abigo, the founder uh, of the Abigo company. That yeah. was really cool because she was just able to tell me so much about her product. But beyond that, we talked about how society is a value problem. We don't value the things that we're buying. We're not valuing the food that we are um, mm-hmm. consuming and how that whole concept, if we just valued things more, then we wouldn't have this disposable culture. And, and so like... That kind of yeah. big conversation with her was really cool. Mm-hmm. The Zero Waste chef, Anne-Marie Bonneau, was just so cool to talk to. She is somebody that I follow quite closely on oh, Instagram. Oh, really? I'll have to start. Oh, she is so cool. Oh, my gosh. She, like, made her own wood stain because she didn't want to buy oh, it. And I think she did it nice. with different levels of steeped tea leaves that she bought in bulk <laughs> and then I don't know I can't remember if she awesome. kind of like sealed it with like some sort of vinegar solution too but like really hardcore <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah yeah and she huh. talked about too are you vegetarian are you vegan like what kind of um, diet do you follow she's just like I just eat food I like won't eat meat at a restaurant because I know it probably comes from a CAFO but I, I do um, mm. eat some meat if I know um, where it was coming from and if it was yeah. ethical and sustainable and mm-hmm. possibly local, like all of these different things. Yeah. Like she she just eats food and she's so good at showing you how to use scraps and how to ferment things and how to have really good gut health and all the things. Yeah. Love it. So cool. Yes. Yeah. I love Transition Town. Oh, yeah. That was, that I was think, my one. favorite. Oh, yeah. That's great. Like aside from it being Peterborough I was just like this is all going on in the town that I live in and I had no idea and just just somebody who has all these ideas and like could very easily just happen or anybody could just start on their own street like I found it so inspiring and that it it wasn't about shopping it wasn't about you know like it was about starting just getting to know your neighbors and then having like a little group somehow like a group chat or whatever going on Google so that groups is you what can, he's into yeah yeah but you could do anything <laughs> yeah. right oh yeah so that you guys can easily communicate about things and like so it, it doesn't start as like a this is an environmental initiative i'm gonna get you all on board i'm gonna convert yeah. everybody but no it's just like it's community more than that no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> that's so right though that community is something that you know, this is, that should be like the new name of the podcast. It's just yeah. that like, it's, it's so much about getting to know each other and yeah. building that community so that you can be like, hey, drop your scraps off yes. in my composter because yeah. then when it's composted and I've done all the work of turning it, you can have it in your flower beds over there. Right. Or you can have it for your class project where you're teaching kids how to grow seeds or yeah. getting to know each other, starting the yeah. conversation because that leads one thing to the next to the yeah. next and... Yeah. Just sharing stuff, sharing knowledge, all that stuff that neighbors do, but he's really like broadening that mm-hmm. community. That's all zero waste. It's just, it's not given like the fancy yeah. name, but that's what people have always done. And it's, yeah. it makes so much sense. And like, I was thinking when I was listening to that episode, my like dream 
yeah you know yeah. live in the woods ideal Good thing is yeah. like living on a hippie commune yes yeah <laughs> but it's like not gonna happen <laughs> i don't actually want that but no. <laughs> this is like building that where you are yeah right exactly so, so that's taking like, that I, old ideal of of the hippie commune and everybody's yeah. sharing everything and and you, you maybe own all buy in bulk because you're all sharing the product that you're buying yeah and, yeah. and you maybe own a or share a car or you maybe a lawnmower share, yeah those bigger things that like just make so much sense so to much not everybody sense. to own like i've always like dreamed about this but i'm like oh everyone would think i'm a weirdo nobody's actually doing this are they except for or they'd think break. I'm cheap or they'd think that I'm yeah. uh, lazy and don't want to you know yeah. own all my own things or I don't know what other things people would misjudge yeah. you for but I think it's brilliant yeah one of my favorite yeah. things that Mark said was the twin your bin thing so I know that uh, that was yeah. put out by the city of Peterborough they said hey everybody put your recycling bins next to your neighbor's recycling bins just pick somebody's stretch of boulevard and and kind of tuck them all together so that yeah. the truck has to make fewer stops yeah half the stops half the stops exactly and so then mark took it the next step and was like in some residential streets for one <clears throat> half of the month you can park on one side of the street and then uh for the other half of the month you park on the other side of the street so on the days that you're parking on the north side of the street everybody put your recycling bins every week on the south side and then for the other half of the month you switch so this yeah. is twin your bins on, s- on sides of the yeah, street yeah side of the street so smart because so then simple. they have even fewer stops that they're yeah. making they just whip down the one side of the street and then make all their stops on the other side so smart yeah Maybe I'll walk my recycling over to my less able-bodied neighbors and, yeah. you know, help them out that way. Or Yeah, but it's so easy. Like, it's not even any more work at all. I know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I just love that. I love little ideas that mm-hmm. are so smart. And I think what you're saying, too, like, we were saying how I thought of these things, but who would actually do it with me? I'd yeah. be a weirdo. I think a lot of these people, when you talk to them, what it does is like help to take away the shame or the like stigma, which sounds yes. kind of silly and extreme, but no, it's a real, real thing. So now I feel like I wouldn't be afraid to maybe try and start something like that on my street. Or yeah. I was listening to your Living Small episode. Yes. so cool. And how she was, so like she mentioned that maybe people are embarrassed or ashamed to live in a one say bedroom they live apartment. in a one bedroom apartment. And it sounds silly to say that, but when you're in the position, you know, like, everyone in your life is kind of like, well, what are you doing, you know? Like, or why like, haven't you bought yeah. a house yet? Or, yeah. yeah. You just feel that kind of judgment a little bit, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though people don't mean it, but it can have a big impact on your psyche and yeah. the way you think about the choices that you're making. And now we've been conditioned. We live in a two-bedroom apartment and it's awesome like it's so good all on one floor and we've yeah, got it's the main floor of a house like, it's a really it great feel setup. Like an apartment there is so much pressure since my husband is contract is extended and there's so much pressure now for everybody's just like oh, so you're gonna settle in the area so you're gonna buy a house have you started looking have you been right. looking around in lakefield or in peterborough like where are you gonna live forever what's your what's the yeah. house you're gonna buy Yes, I do want a house. I really do want to have that permanence, that idea that I yeah. can change things and not have to whatever. But there are so many benefits of not right. owning your own house. Yes, And it are. would be a long time before the amount of money I've paid in rent equals the cost of a house. 
Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel like I'm throwing money away yet. No. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, and that's a common thing with yeah. renting is yeah. that. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with renting because you no. can pack more people in and um, you can, you know, have a higher density of people in the downtown yeah. area, which is going to help a downtown to thrive and yeah. help, you know, you know, people to work locally and yeah. anyway yeah you also get to try out because it is temporary living you get to kind of try out different spaces in different sizes and you do see what works yeah yeah the number of times that you know you've had different kitchens or whatever in the yeah. number of different places you've lived you're just like wow when I had that itty bitty kitchen I never cooked yeah I had to share it with some other person and I just never wanted to be in there and cook well, yeah. I had this other basement apartment that had just an amazing kitchen. I was in there all the time and I was creative and I was making new meals and I was yeah. meal prepping. Like sometimes that makes a huge difference for what yeah, for your sure. motivation is. Yeah, those it's those little things, but you might you might decide like, yeah, a nice kitchen or a spacious kitchen is really important like to windows. me, but doesn't it doesn't yeah. mean I need to have a big space all around. Exactly. Like if you're kitchen is in a one-bedroom apartment and it's all open concept mm-hmm. then your kitchen feels big and bright and you're included in the conversation that's happening in the living yeah. room and you can set up a table to do your prep on and there you go yeah. tiny living and you're happy cooking so exactly yeah. also less space to clean huge that's true. factor yeah <laughs> doesn't take as much time to clean your house especially yeah. if you're also living like minimalista mom where you which was episode 21 i think talking <laughs> about minimalism that was really good too where yeah so basically people take every single episode that we've done in this past year <laughs> apply it to your life one at a time slowly integrate it <laughs> and uh you'll just be golden it'll be great yeah yeah you'll be just like me and Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> We haven't done it all. That no, would be really hard. No, but goodness, not impossible. No. And No, listen to them all. Yeah. Get ideas. Yeah. Act on the things that are feasible for you. Yeah. Because yeah. the other thing is, <laughs> once you make one little change or one little choice in a certain direction... Then and you feel how easy it is. Once you start on a path, it mm-hmm. just you become more in tune with that direction. And other choices that you can make, those opportunities come to you. And you get kind yeah. of like a fun competition with yourself like ooh, yeah i didn't buy paper towel so i saved wow 10 bucks for the month or something what else can i stop buying yeah. what else can i uh you know right i think it's fun totally <laughs> yeah. also i like to budget that's me raising my hand i really like to budget and stick to that so. yes no it's an awesome side benefit for mm-hmm. a house <laughs> We don't need. I have got so much out of this. And I think topics of the podcast aside, I think making something creative every single week. Yeah. Like I used to just put it out sporadically. And then it yeah. wasn't until my child was a month and a half that I was like, I <laughs> I need to do something. I need to have something that's just mine, that's creative, that I get to do, that's not baby related, that's not housework related, that's nothing. <laughs> I just want to do something for me. Yeah. And I found, I just took my passion and turned it into something consistent, which has helped me get through my postpartum depression. It's helped me just to feel fulfilled and feel alive. So if you're looking for a really good podcast that isn't (laughs) this one, look up Just Make the Thing with Claire Tonti. Because yeah, man, I'm going to cry. That was so necessary for me to make something. And this is it. This is me making something. Yeah. Yeah. And it benefits 
All of us. Oh, good. I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, so glad, glad you're doing it. Yeah. But also, you must learn so much. I do. Like, oh, yeah. Because, <clears throat> like, some of the people that you've gotten in touch with or you've ended up interviewing, you weren't looking for a hair stylist. No, <laughs> you know? I wasn't. And But it's it's just so cool. You learn yeah. so much about the behind-the-scenes stuff Yeah. in, like, all these different... Yeah, and I love how I've connected with so many people. For example, yeah. Revive Hair Lounge was Stephen from the Hair Lounge contacted me through Share Waste. So on the Share Waste app, he was like, hey, can I bring you my compost? And also I own a hair salon and we try to do eco-friendly things. And I was like, hey, yeah. cool, sure, bring me your compost and be on my podcast. And then we <laughs> just met up and chatted and it's just yeah, such a cool way to meet it's people. It's so cool. Yeah, you're building so many connections. You're building this body of knowledge. You're sharing it all. That's a cool way of looking at it because the archives of this podcast, you can go back and listen to all of these different topics. It's always going to be there. The internet is forever. Like if you (laughs) need to go back and learn a little bit more about Green Circle Salons, go to episode, what was it, 36 or something? No, that's not it. You can just find all the information right there. 33. Zero waste here. Yeah, because you might skip one or just be choosing the things that relate to you for now. Yeah. But you might go, oh, yeah, oh, now I'm going to have a baby or now I'm going to yeah. I'm gonna get my once-a-year haircut. That's how often I cut my hair. That's how often I cut my hair. <laughs> Maybe I'll go to that one because I know that they do, yeah. you know, they recycle environmentally hair. friendly, yeah. conscious business. Yeah. Whereas what other hair business does that? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so anybody that's looking for a haircut, then you just look up eco-friendly hair salon or something like that in most places that are connected with Green Circle Salons or the Green Circle Salons website lists all of the ones that are in partnership with them in Canada. So That's amazing. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, see? There you go. Well, I clearly don't go to salons very often. (laughs) (laughs) We could talk a little bit about Plastic Free July. Have you ever done anything for that before? No. Well, except for your regular zero-waste existence. Have you yeah, I don't do anything special. Maybe the Pulse Festival of last year perhaps happened in July. I think that's why they did, like, why they partnered with me to do the... Um, oh, the boomerang bags. Yeah. Anybody who wants to learn a little bit more about Plastic Free July, it's actually a movement started, I think, in Australia. They're on top of lots of cool... They are. ...low-waste movements. But yeah. yeah, the idea was to start a project that was going to be worldwide that everyone would just stop and... And challenge themselves for one yeah. month to reduce their single-use plastic. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, I can't use my Nalgene bottle because it's plastic. You're using right. a reusable water bottle. So that's yeah. wonderful. Mm-hmm. So if it's single-use, mm-hmm. challenge yourself and try and reduce it. So I don't know. Let's think. I don't know if I have one that I'd like to do for July. Hmm. Maybe how about reducing my dairy content or Ooh. my dairy intake that like my butter, my cheese, my milk comes in plastic jugs, which I used to think that Circle K, a convenience <laughs> store, refilled. But the cashier, who didn't look like he knew much, no offense, but the cashier was like, no, I'm pretty sure they just go in the recycling. And I was like, mm. my heart is broken. <laughs> I'm yeah, you've so been sad. Like- I've been telling there I've been for... telling everyone that that's a thing. I so I apologize if it's not a thing. Maybe go back when there's someone else working. I, I will out. try and so if you if you have the time and energy to contact any not just you, Teresa, but <laughs> you, anyone listening, has the time and energy to contact Circle, Circle K, K. Um, uh, convenience store chain here in yeah. Canada and possibly in the states. I don't know where else it is. Do they recycle their milk jugs? Because if not, you're paying a twenty five cent 
deposit on those jugs, which you get if you return the jug. But if you don't return the jug, then there you go. They have a money grab where they're getting all this extra money. 25 cents Mm. a jug that's sold. Not everyone returns it. And it's not even so that they can reuse them. It might just be to recycle them, which is dumb to drive out of your way. It doesn't make sense that they would pay you 25 cents to recycle a jug. I know. For them to recycle. Yeah, so maybe we'll look into this. I'm still hopeful. Yeah, I'm hopeful too. I I would be really... I came home... I came home from that conversation and just didn't put the groceries away, didn't anything. I like went and like collapsed on the bed in sadness and my husband came in and she's like, what's wrong? And I was just like, I don't think Circle K reuses their milk jugs. I mean, you've been doing this for like a year. Yeah. (laughs) It would be a big It's a big blow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's a lot of extra driving that I've done for that milk. Yeah. (laughs) So if I'm wasting gas and killing the planet that way with all my extra driving and they're not even reusing them, uh, I could just recycle from home. In your mind, it was being reused. Yes. My my ignorance. There we go. It wasn't the worst. (laughs) Yeah. If you ever encounter things like that where you find out afterwards that it's a quote-unquote zero-waste fail, it's not a (laughs) zero-waste fail because you tried your darndest and that's... Yeah, I like that. We have to we have to laugh at it. Yes, and and realize that it's not actually as much of a failure as it may feel because we've built it up to be a really big thing. Yeah, and you're trying really hard. This is one of the things I was doing. There's so many other things I don't do. I I was doing this, and it's not a thing. You know what? (laughs) If they don't reuse them, yeah, we can all collectively reach out to Circle K and be like, reuse your milk jugs. Yeah, I mean that's how that's how the bulk barn got onto reusable bags, right? It was right. Bia Johnson's star power. And you know, okay, on that note, they took them away for a little while. Yep. Which was really sad. And that's when I bought all of them because they were 75% off. And so I bought a <laughs> lot of their bags because they were deal. going out of style. <clears throat> yeah. And then they brought them back. Wonderful. We're so yeah. grateful. We're so yes. grateful. But they're bigger now. So careful when you're filling up because <laughs> you're going to buy more because you're like, oh, my bag's only half full and I could probably go for more. But they're bigger bags, so yeah. be careful. Yeah. Anti-consumerism. <laughs> <laughs> but they are really nice bags. And I'm, I'm glad that they brought them back because there's a yeah. demand for it. But before that, aside from the cloth bag, they weren't letting anyone bring their own container. Mm-hmm. And so Bia Johnson went in there. You've mm-hmm. heard the story, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. She was... And she, like, blogged about it. Yeah. And I don't know how she got away with it. Well, she's, she's a big enough worked... name already yeah, by that point. Yeah, but she just... I don't know if they knew who she was at that time. Right. Or if she just, like, has a good, really good way of, you know... Compliment sandwich. Getting that in there. Love your product. You should change. <laughs> Love you forever. Yeah. yeah or what kind of containers she brought. But, like, then she posted it and then bulk burns still were turning other people away mm-hmm. and then all her Followers. her crowd yeah. were all over bulk barn so i mean yeah it's totally grassroots i do love bulk barn someday i'll talk to bulk barn <clears throat> on the podcast because i really do love them and i like i so appreciate what they're doing they mm-hmm. have been met with some difficulty recently with the whole bring your own container, have you heard that in June, start of no. June, they started to say oh, that you have to yes, have a yeah, three yeah. inch wide right. or three inch diameter opening to your container. I which might I, be the reason for that. 
Oh, why? What did you do? <laughs> no, it's just, have you ever brought something that's smaller and they're shovels? Giant To scoops. put this stuff. Yeah. yeah you so it can't, all gets so on it's your like hand spilling. and then goes into the yeah. bucket. So yeah. health and inspector, they, that's fair. Yeah. I want I want it to be clean. I don't want somebody with really disgusting hands to go and like yeah. spill a bunch on their hand, shake it back in the bucket, and then I go and eat their yeah. sweat on my flower. No. Yeah. And I don't, sh- I've never shaken it back into the bucket, but no. I have like gotten up from school scooping something and I'm like wearing my like black winter jacket I stand up and it's all white and yeah. I'm like, all right um, just dusting this here. off yeah. but I'm like oh yeah they have cameras in here they've seen me dusting my coat off so yeah and they, they so, probably just don't want their own product wasted so many fair points yeah. so I'm just trying to think of what is three inches in diameter because the mason jar or standard mason jar isn't and I don't know if a wide mm. mouth mason jar is yeah so you'd have to bring like large yogurt tubs or or something yeah to fill it's things funny because when they they did say that to me in june or whatever yeah. the last time i went i was like oh no it's gonna be something restrictive and then when they said it and i thought about it and i flashed back to myself dusting the flower off and i was like oh i've already made that switch because i realized that yeah the scoops are too big you have to bring something with a wide brim yeah and i get my peanut butter there oh that's but hard i could never get peanut butter in like a jar so i bring like a wide one of those pyrex glass things it's so much easier to scoop into like a wide container so totally i think maybe they could consider smaller scoops oh their scoops are terrible for the peanut butter i have to it's not even oh yeah no it's it's like like a a giant stick yeah what do you call those things just a big stir stick (laughs) yeah it's a stick but it's like you got a flat piece on the end like a spatula like a very flat at the main ingredient in peterborough here they have just giant serving spoons yeah. Which I think Why is not that? So smart. I know. Or like I... a ladle with the little pour spout or something. Yeah. Yeah, I'd ladle peanut butter. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Zero waste problems. I'm still gonna, yeah, <laughs> I'm still gonna shop there, so <laughs> just try and stop Yeah, me. <laughs> I still get the peanut butter. It's delicious. It's really and good. And organic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many things. Been, yeah, this has been so fun. I, I mean, yeah. be on all the podcast episodes because you're yes. really fun to talk to. <laughs> I love it. So to summarize, find a community, listen to all the episodes of the podcast. Yeah, and Um, reach out to people. Reach out to people. It's it's fun and you learn so much more. Pick one thing, zero wastey to do for Plastic Free July and share it on Instagram or whatever your social media is because Plastic Free July is on social media. I'm on social media. Just let me know your zero waste thing that you're doing or your plastic free thing or Make be it like easy. I said no to a straw today yeah even if it's that go for it do it yeah so that's yay. it one year one year so exciting <laughs> kicking off plastic you free July it. for a second time with practically zero waste <laughs> <laughs> good luck everybody on your zero waste stuff and uh yeah keep being that change it's so good yes Well, thanks, Teresa. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Bye. Thanks again for listening, everyone. I can't say enough how grateful I am for this year and for all the amazing things you've accomplished for the health of the planet and for humankind. Yes, you. You are doing great things in this world. Screw the zero waste fails. You have had so many successes despite all the obstacles on your journey to zero waste, and I am so, so proud of your endurance. If this podcast has helped you at all, I want to hear about it. If you have had an episode idea or a challenge you're facing, get in touch. Send me an email at practicallyzerowaste at gmail.com or message me on Instagram at practicallyzerowastepod or at Elspeth Callahan. 
Remember, as a bonus episode this week, Teresa and I respond to some of your messages and will continue to do so, so send them along. We're here to help. Happy, happy Plastic Free July to all of you. Spread the love and share your successes. You may be the inspiration someone has been waiting for. Have a great week, everyone, and talk to you soon.